Iowa everywhere. Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDSE. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Chris Williams, Chris. Chris Hassel, two guys named Chris, presented by Fairway Meat and Grocery. From the Channel Seed Studios, this is Iowa Everywhere. Channel Seed, seedsmanship at work. Good morning. Welcome to Two Guys Named Chris here on Iowa Everywhere. My name is Chris Williams, joined as always by Chris Hassel. Want to thank our presenting sponsor, Fairway Meat and Grocery, for all they do for us. Also, uh, we are in the Channel Seed Studios, and I want to give a shout out to Iowa Corn. They've been our partner of the month here during the month of September. It's a big month for them with the Iowa Corn Cyhawk Series and the the big football game. Obviously, uh, we appreciate them for supporting us here at Iowa Everywhere. Chris Hassel, what's going on down in the state of Florida? What are you wearing? Is that a well, Super Bowl shirt? Yeah, you know what? I it's it's. <laughs> You're gonna like this. Still got the tags on it. Why don't you uh, take the tag off? I well, I'm. Part of me feels like in like 30 years, there's gonna be uh, a market for for Super Bowl shirts that still have the tags on them. Um, this was a shirt that I got. I think this is last year's Super Bowl in Phoenix. I think. So I I have all of these collared shirts like this that I've been given because I've worked the Super Bowl and, you know, CBS ones and I never, I, I just don't wear them because I don't have a place to. I, I don't wear them to work because I'm wearing a shirt and tie. And so I figured, you know, the podcast might be a good place for this. And look, you've already noticed. This is amazing. This is good stuff. Where have you been, well, by the way? You're three minutes late. People in uh, the comments are all fired up. They said we were three minutes behind on our placenta talk. Sorry. I have kid stuff, man. I'm, I wish that, Chris, it would stress you. I just know you well enough. Getting two kids off by yourself in the oh morning my God, don't even. would stress you out so much. Like, I just know you. <laughs> I feel, I'm sure there's dads and moms out there watching. At 8.30 every day, I feel like I have run a fucking marathon. Yeah, what's like, worse, getting kids to bed or getting them out the door? Out it's getting the door. Them, oh, it's to bed for me. Oh, wow. Really? Okay. Out the door for me. My eight-year-old is the slowest human being on the planet. And then oh, my... Oh, I can't my, stand slowness. I'll just tell you, too. My four-year-old, I love her. She's like a little mini extension of me, which is a giant pain in the ass. You do not want a four-year-old female version of Chris Williams at six o'clock in the morning. <laughs> so, like, I'm telling you, it's a, it's a nightmare. It's hard enough for me to just get my dog to the park each day before the podcast. In fact, today I didn't have time for that because I had, I'm by myself. My wife's in Connecticut. I'm still fighting this cold. I've got no coffee <laughs> at the house. Still have a cold? Yes. Why didn't you just and, go to the grocery store and buy some coffee? Well, I don't go to grocery stores. And so I had to go get the, the Starbucks and, uh, and then I had to get gas. Then I had to get some, some Quest You did all bars. that this morning? Yeah. And we didn't have time to go to the to the park, so my dog is sulking. But I'll take her after the uh, after the program. Man, yeah, I got uh, I got a mute here for a second. I got some I got some lugs in my in my. This throat. is incredible that you're still sick. Although I had one of those that came through a couple weeks ago, and yeah, it was I'm a at ten day ev thing. Everybody at work is sick. Everybody. Like I, a lot I, of like Amanda Garrett came wounds. back to work yesterday. She yeah. said she was on the road getting ready to do a Kansas-Nevada game. And she got sick like 
she came down, she started feeling bad like the day of the game and they wouldn't let her do the game. They were worried it was, you know, possibly COVID, so she couldn't do it. She went all the way out to Reno, Nevada. Oh, my God. Did all the prep work, and then day of the game, gets sick and can't do it. it. Brutal. So she flies to Vegas and drives to Reno? Is that how that works? No, I think you can fly into Reno. Oh, do they have an you fly into, what, what is it, Dangle International? Lieutenant Dangle International in <sighs> Reno? Uh, anyways, here we are. High ride, no, I don't I don't wear a mask on, on the plane. But... um. I don't know. I just feel like I travel so much. You can only do so much. And a mask only does so much. Like, if I'm going to get sick, I'm going to get sick. And hopefully, since I got sick, I won't get sick for another six months. You don't double mask on the plane? (laughs) You're just sitting there gasping for air. Double N95. (laughs) So what what is it? A double N95, that's a 190? I I got the N190. Do you remember traveling when it was, like, required and everybody was just pissed? Because you had the people that were pissed that they had to wear a mask, and then that you had the people that were pissed if you like were fighting wearing the mask, and everybody was like, and the, you'd have like the old guys with the mask, and it's got like a middle finger, <laughs> like because they're just so pissed off. That I'd rather be to, naked. Yeah, I'd rather be dead than wearing this goddamn mask. Yeah. Oh God. What a, I can't wait. There's gonna be so many great like psychology books and stuff written about the last 10 years like it's at some point it's going to be phenomenal anyways we have um speaking of psychology we got to talk about iowa's offense Um, hey you know what i'm i'm a little worried about van wink really why hey van wink welcome to the program i think he's getting a little bit too big for his britches after this week after all the success he's had he had a huge week oh my god he he's the one who put together our our lou holtz ryan day video and he's the the one that put together helped put together along with bloom and i know you had a hand in this too williams this iowa pork producers purchase more ham and bacon which has gone worldwide i mean I've, i've gotten texts about it from people that had no idea that you know, my buddies were even a part of this because it's great. This is what people want. Like you give somebody a Lamborghini or whatever. People don't like that. Like that. Okay. That's cool for the player. This is what they want. They want stuff like this. This it's is awesome. yeah, that's cool. genius. Ray Gun's got shirts out now too, which is pretty cool. It's taken on a new life. It's that's pretty awesome. It's cool for these guys. And yeah, yeah. Purchase and Moore got got a sweet deal out of this. They got they a great just, deal. <laughs> they just had to kind of stand there and mm-hmm. have a just, cool last name. That's just, Purchase and Moore, it's like you're going down the roster. It's like a word, uh-huh. Uh-huh. you know, a word search. Like, oh, well, I told, yeah, that works. I, I was looking at basketball. I told Bloom, you know, you got to get Omaha Blue on the Omaha Steaks <laughs> sponsorship. Oh, yeah. You got steak and ham and bacon and you know, oh, a whole campaign. Oh, my gosh. Yeah, it's... So I uh, I knew this would be big because when Bloom was kicking it around, like we were talking about it, and I was like, "That's going to be a really big deal." I Matt, did you have any idea it would go as viral as it did, though? Like, no, this no, thing, no. Like, went crazy. I, yeah, you, I kind of thought it would know. go. You just never know. Like, yeah, that it's pretty clear that that was going to go like locally viral. Right, like, that's what I thought. Locally, it was going to be a huge hit. You just never know nationally who's going to pick this up, but you, it seems like yeah. everybody did. You see we every once in a while this. with like Sports Center will show like a cool NIL deal or something, but like you said, Hassel, before it's like sometimes it's like a car deal, like a Lamborghini. Mm-hmm. Like, doesn't uh, Prime's kid have a Lamborghini deal? I don't know. Well, but the, it's cool the that point, this is the point I wanted to make, Matt, was what you and me were talking about last night because mm-hmm. Roman points this out, and Caitlin Clark had a sweet Nike promo that came out yesterday. <clears throat> Think about the money spent on that. Oh my god. Compared to this pork one, and you know that's cool. Like it's it's, it's, awesome. Yeah. it's awesome. And and Caitlin Clark's yeah. probably going to get her own line of shoes. She's going to get her own shoe deal. Yeah. Um. But th- like this is what <laughs> this purchase more ham and bacon. I mean that th- that's what you envision when you when you originally thought of nil and and what could be possible. And we we got we've we've had some other things like the the coldest Crawford. Put mm-hmm. together that commercial when he was at Nebraska for like the if you want to be the coldest you go with so and so air conditioning. Yeah, that was, that was great. But um, I, I I just I want to make sure we're balanced here. I got a Bloom's riding high, Van Wink's riding high. I got a I got a message from a listener okay. on Twitter. 
about the Amish benches, the mm. Bloom Signature Series. Oh, yeah. All right, I'm not going to say who sent this, but here's what he sent me in a DM. Okay. Oh, God. Dude, the guy <laughs> peddling the We Will Collective benches just stopped by. He was asking if I had room to store seven of these effing things. <laughs> the entire time, he's giving me the pitch on the Amish-made 20-year warranty. All I can hear in the back of my head is you making fun of me having to sit through this deal. I told him we didn't have room, even though we did. <laughs> he may be on his way to your place next. Okay, again, here's my question. Just because the Amish make them gives it a 20-year warranty, what if it's a non-Amish bench? Can't you have a 20-year warranty? Can't the craftsmanship be just as good? Why does well, it have to be made by Amish? Here's, and here's my issue with it. If it's built by the Amish, it shouldn't need a warranty because it's never going to have any issues. The Amish put that thing together so well that you don't need a warranty. That should be the pitch. No, what if warranty, you, get out of here. What if it's going to be fine. Believe, what if you don't believe in what the Amish believe in? It, but you still handcraft it and you hand make it just like the Amish do. But it's not, it doesn't have that Amish, mm -mm. you know, label on it. Do you not get the, do you not get the, the warranty? It, I'm, I'm These so Amish, man, like, they, they've got is, it great. They're doing is a great this a job. joke. Like, is this just like for publicity? What? The bench? These benches, yeah. No, they're trying to sell them. No way. Yeah, I swear to God. Has anyone bought one yet? I don't. I don't know. I don't know the. And where does the money go? Does it just go right into Bloom's pocket? We will, baby. Or does it go to the Amish? It goes to the kickers. Look, all the See? great stuff that we will Look. has has done. Oh, it's on sale. Oh, price slash. Price slash. Okay, so it's down from about nineteen hundred dollars to seventeen hundred dollars. They took uh, two hundred dollars off the price. Well, they I know why they're not signature off of it. I know why it's not selling because they don't have Amish in the um, headline. God, hassle hawking up loogies during the one of this. Wait, oh, look at that! Four interest-free payments of what? Two hundred or uh, four hundred and twenty-four dollars? What? Who in there? Right? Come on! Like, what are we doing here? <laughs> I love this. Um. Seth goes, how do you become Amish? Can anyone just decide that they're Amish? That's a great question. Don't, you got to be born into it, right? I don't know. Can like, even... Let's say like Van Winkle just wakes up tomorrow because he's such a multimedia superstar. He's creating all these viral videos. And Matt's just like, you know what? Screw it. I can't handle this anymore. I can't handle the publicity. I don't want the notifications. I'm going to become Amish. I just want to craft furniture for the We Will Collective. I don't think it works that way. I think you have to be born into it or marry into it. Be careful what you ask for, Chris. People can just find your address on the internet. My dad, I was talking to my dad last night, and he, he just had so many questions about the meat box that the, the listener sent. Brian, the, Brian's a great Brian, guy. He stopped by my tailgate. He's like, what, what, what do you mean? He just sent you. I, don't, I just don't understand this. Just, a listener just sent you $600 a meat? Yeah, it's what happens when you're not a dick to people, Don. Man, he's been really getting into it with your dad. I know he has. He's, he's all fired up because he's got plantar fasciitis, and he can't oh, walk the sucks. dogs anymore. He used to walk the dogs like five miles a day. Now he's cooped up in the house all day. He's got nothing Isn't it to do. Plantar fasciitis. Yeah, I know. I just added the talk. Oh, okay. <laughs> well, you know how I like tend to mispronounce words. I'm like, yeah. have I been saying that wrong my whole yeah, life? I think it, it's plantar fasciitis. Yeah. And right. um, so he's got that, and he's you know he's just Iowa can't score points. The Bears are the worst team in the NFL. It's a tough time for my dad right now. I wanted to take the Bears in our Circa Millions this week. You just a Jesus, total sicko game. You can't. And I think plus three I, and a half at home. I know, but I Come feel on. like the I feel like the Broncos, even though they they just gave up seventy, I think they're going to bounce back. 
All right. Uh, we are in the Channel Seed Studios. Uh, and again, I thank the Iowa Corps and a lot of guys out there starting their harvest. So good luck to all of you coming up this weekend. Speaking of farmers, did you see the, the real live placenta video? I did, yeah. Matt, do you have that video that the guy sent us? Um, my buddy Adam, good dude, of uh, the cow eating the placenta. Uh, we, we apparently don't have the video, but thanks to Adam. Oh, big surprise. Yeah, Van Wink didn't pull the video. Here it is. There yeah, because he's too busy making these we will things. Oh, yeah, look at that cow just licking up and down that placenta. This is real life uh, from my buddy Adam up in northwest Iowa. That cow just had a calf. Calf's laying there. And mama cow is just gorging herself on the placenta. And then she caught him photographing her. Yeah. Hey. And she's pissed. <laughs> um, we, we got a really... Uh, why is this Iowa? Is it okay? I think Iowa, Michigan State's kind of interesting. I didn't at the beginning of the week, but the more I've looked into it, it's like, here's why it's interesting. Like Iowa better figure it out because if you lose or play with this team, Chris, oh then God. then it's a little more of a concern than just being blown out by Penn State. I, right? if, I mean, if if they were to somehow lose this game, all hell breaks loose. I I don't see it. I really I don't, don't think see so it, either, but. I, you look at what this team has done since the Mel Tucker suspension and now firing. They haven't even reached 10 points. They've had two home games and they've been blown out in both games. Washington went in there, beat them like 41 to 7. Then Maryland went in there, beat them like 35 to 9. I mean, they're terrible. They might be the worst team in the Big Ten. And now they're coming on the road. Tucker officially fired. Players can do whatever the hell they want. They can go into the portal right now if they want. I, you know, I would be more scared if. And when we talked about this on the podcast leading up to, I picked Washington, Michigan State as one of the games I was interested in watching that week. One of my top three games because I'm always interested in how teams respond in a scenario like that. And you just never know. Like I would have been worried if I was Washington, and they went in and just slapped them. 41-7. So, I mean, it's not like this Mel Tucker thing just happened. The, the, the official firing just happened. But this thing happened weeks ago. And they've been god-awful since it happened. The only, the only concern I would have if I'm Iowa, and it has, we're, I'm not talking about Iowa here, it, D'Antonio's back, and, you know, if, if Michigan State, if these guys, and I wouldn't blame them if they don't with all they've been through, if they have any pride at all, you know, like the going back on the road, one don't last Don't you think stand. if they had any pride at all, they, they wouldn't have got their ass kicked the last two games? Probably, yeah. You're right. And maybe it's not pride. Maybe it's just they suck. I mean, they suck. Well, last and game. it's like, it's hard. Like, it's hard to win at this level. And when you don't have a, when you don't have consistency at the leadership position, that's mm-hmm. really difficult. Like it's not like Michigan State's going out there and out talenting people because they're not, mm-hmm. you know. Like so, it that's where it's it's a buzzword and it's thrown around way too much. But the whole culture thing and it's like these guys haven't had any consistency at all, and they're probably a bottom tier talent team in the league. So that that's really freaking hard to go out there and Washington might be one of the top five teams in college football yeah. this year. Washington's and, and really I, good. I think Maryland's Maryland. Maryland, I don't know. I mean, they got Maryland. They've got skill guys at Michigan State. They they do have Maryland has skill guys. Maryland has talent, but should they be able to go in and beat Michigan State by twenty five on their home field? What's the line at now? I mean, that's the line twelve and is, a half. God, I mean, twelve and a half on circa this morning. I looked, and the and the total's thirty six and a half. This well, this, I would take the under because well, I don't know about that. Hear me out. Michigan State, they are ranked 118th nationally in scoring offense this going into this. What is Iowa? Like, they got to be. They're right the around there. Yeah. They're um, somewhere in the 120s. So, I guess my, my Michigan State, not exactly electric on defense either, 68th. But listen, Williams, someone pointed out to Kirk Ferentz in the press conference that they haven't been targeting their receivers. 
And he said that's something that they're going to look at, something that they should look at. 33% of the time when Iowa passes the ball, it's intended for a wide receiver. That is last by a wide margin in the country. How many to this Caleb Brown? When is this guy going to get a catch? Oh, my God. And then McNamara was asked about that. Ugh. And, you know, I don't know what he can say, honestly. But to say, look, I'm not the one calling the plays. Look, I'm not the guy, you know, deciding what happens. I'm just the quarterback. Take a listen. I mean, I'm just a quarterback. I'm not the. I'm not calling the plays or doing any of that. That's not my decision. We're, I'm just going to run the play as fit, and I'm going to throw it to the open guy. Okay, so that tells me one: they're they're calling plays where the primary pass catchers are tight ends or running backs, or and or he doesn't he doesn't have enough time to wait for the wide receiver routes to open up. Or the wide receivers just aren't getting open. And I don't know. I don't know what it is, but I'm going to go with the coaching. Because well, you really think they're, they're calling these plays in uh, I, the, the, the primary routes are, are for tight ends and like there's not even an option to look for I'm a I'm going receiver? off of history. When's the last time Iowa's had wide receivers that mattered? That matter? I mean... Seriously, the like, last time Iowa's had had actual playmakers at wide receiver was 2010. Yeah, that's over a decade. 2010. Ago. DJ so why Kane, would we, in this scenario, blame anything other than the coaching staff? Yeah, like what's different I mean, now? But I mean, it sounds so much different now coming from Cade. Like that soundbite. After everything he said in the offseason, after everything that was coming out in the offseason and Cade originally saying, oh, yeah, yeah, think we're going to suck. Think we're going to suck. We love that. We love, we're going to, you know. And now, I mean, that sound bite, he makes it sound like his hands are tied behind his back. Doesn't it? Yeah, it's the total opposite of what he was saying this summer. I mean, the, 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 I mean, the like, leading Seriously, think catcher, about if you're those transfer wide receivers. My God. Like, how pissed off are you right now? And I don't even care about, like, look at the target number. Like, catches are one. They're not being targeted. Yeah. And, and I don't know if they're if they're open. I don't know if they're open enough. And I don't yeah, know I don't if, if McNamara is getting enough time. He definitely wasn't getting enough time against Penn State. We knew that was going to happen. They were going to be all over his ass. That's just a really good team. Now, the rest of the way, they're not playing really good teams. Toughest games at Wisconsin. Every other game Iowa might be favored in. So you're you're gonna have opportunities. Like so it makes the schedule this so, is so bad. With that, your nine and three or ten and two, and then it, like nothing's changed. Just like I said before the season, I predicted nine and three, and I said that fans will be disappointed, and I st- I, I think that's what's going to happen. I think they're going to go nine and three. They're going to just miss going to the Big Ten championship game, which is fine because they would get their ass handed to them in a coffee can. But. Because I think they'll lose Wisconsin. I, so, I, so I think they'll handle Michigan State and Purdue. They're going to lose Wisconsin, which effectively will take them out of the race already. As long as Wisconsin doesn't trip up. I mean, that, they're already a game behind Wisconsin. You lose to Wisconsin. You're effectively two and a half games behind them. Can, Matt, the can you pull up Wisconsin's schedule real quick? So I think Their Iowa schedule be, sucks too, right? Like theirs is just yes, as bad. Yes, it's they do still have to like they haven't played their really tough game yet. They still have to play Ohio State, okay. but they have the only game they have before Iowa is home against Rutgers, which they'll win. Uh, Illinois is tricky, maybe, but Illinois good, has been but... Illinois has been bad. They go at Indiana, home against Northwestern, home against Nebraska, at Minnesota. I think Wisconsin probably loses two games. And they're going to beat, if they beat Iowa head to head, that's it. I mean, that's it right there. If Iowa loses to Wisconsin, the division race is, is over on October 14th. But at this point, like, do we, do we even want to see it? Do we even care? That, that, that's, what, that's what sucks about this whole thing. And where Iowa's been these last few years is. These games like this week, they're not that 
Interesting, well, because Michigan I'll tell you State's this, though, terrible. Chris. And what's the end game? What's what is the best case scenario for Iowa the rest of the way? You win against Wisconsin, you win the division, and then you have to go play Penn State or Michigan or Ohio State in the Big Ten championship game. Silver lining. This is the last year of this. Yeah, thank God. I, I'm I'm sick of it. You trot this crap out there in like a normal schedule going forward. Oh you're five God. and seven, six and six. Yeah, it it is amazing the difference the schedule has made for Iowa. It, it really is, and I think. Now I I said this a couple of shows ago. I think the the Big Ten West has held Iowa back because Kirk Ferentz knows that he can win nine, ten games by playing this way, by not having an offense. You can still do it. Like they're still gonna win. There's like they're still gonna win nine or ten games, and they're this bad offensively. Mm-hmm. And you're not gonna be able to do that starting next year. You 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 bring Oregon and Washington and USC into the mix. Oh my god! And there's just no West. Like you you might get Michigan. You might get you know right. Like just depends on where the schedule lies. That and I think that's game. gonna be a good thing because I, I it just doesn't interest me playing a schedule like this because it's not challenging it's just a bunch of bad teams and what does that prove we already know the Iowa's already there like I was already an eight nine win program against teams like this we know it all we all the, the biggest thing this offseason was that next step McNamara's coming in all's coming in we're going to take that next step we're going to compete against the big boys you had one chance on the schedule, and that's at Penn State to show it. And boy, you showed it all right. Showed that you're even worse. So I know I sound like a curmudgeon, and I and I, and I don't I hate that. I hate that I. <laughs> I just think it's fast from being an Iowa State fan. It's fascinating to me. Like, I mean, sign me up for nine wins, man. Well, like, and, you that's, know, and that's. That's but, but also it, part of the problem is that you yeah. have you you do have fans that <laughs> yeah that say look Iowa State would kill for a nine or ten win season well Iowa State doesn't have this kind of schedule and it hasn't always been like this no like it, this is the weakest schedule I think Iowa has ever played from start to finish I'm not saying to this point like you look at the schedule the strength of schedule right now and Iowa's like in the top forty because. They've, they played a Power 5 team in Iowa State, mm-hmm. and they've already played a top 5 team in the country. And it was this, Drew brings up 2015. It's kind of the same thing for me and why I didn't really enjoy 2015 is because I knew Iowa wasn't that good. It, it was a product of the schedule. And yeah, they won every game they had, but we saw who Iowa was when they had to go play in the Rose Bowl. And we saw what Michigan State, Michigan State beat Iowa in the Big Ten Championship game. They were that close to the playoff. What happened to Michigan State? They got beat by 30-plus in the playoff. It's just um, the level, the, the, the leap that Iowa has to make is wide. And is, We may have comment of the year. What? Nicholas is watching on Facebook. Oh, Nicholas so has rumors been are circulating. Off some crazy ones today. That Kirk Ferentz was spotted at Del Boca Vista looking for property. <laughs> Seinfeld reference. God bless y'all. We welcome any and all Seinfeld references here on Two Guys Named Chris. We are presented as always by Fairway Meat and Grocery. I'm smoking ribs on Saturday. Clones don't kick off till six. Yeah, it's all uh, I'm, my games at night. The Iowa games at night. The Iowa yeah, State games at, at night. night. I hate that. I'm not going to be able to see either game live. Uh, we got, are um, Notre Dame at Duke. Let's do um, Iowa State here, and then we'll do our kitchen refresh segment where we each have a take on the Hawks and the clones. Hey, I got kitchen refresh. They're coming to do a consulting on my kitchen tomorrow, believe it or not. Oh, good for you. Yeah, I come to wish, town. I wish I could say I was excited for you, but I'm not because I'm more, more pissed off about it than anything. <sighs> Shut up. I am. Well, you don't live in Florida. You could live in Iowa and Kitchen Refresh Iowa and come to your house, but you don't. Hey, you hey, choose to live down there with the elitists. 
Hassel, check your mailbox next couple days. Something's coming for you. Am I getting a kitchen? Not a kitchen. A kitchen in the mailbox? A little surprise. Really? Is it more ham and bacon? Um, Perhaps. Maybe. <laughs> Is it a We Will Collective Signature Series Amish glider? So Iowa State is a 20-point underdog at Oklahoma. I have a, my, my brain. I could talk for two hours about this game, Chris. The it, it, A little bit scary for me. Iowa State is flying high. Um, Oklahoma, really good defensively. Like this, this looks like a Brent Venables defense, finally. Mm-hmm. But the offense hasn't been there. Yeah, offense hasn't been there. Uh, Oklahoma has only given up three touchdowns in four games. That ranks second nationally. So, really a good test for Iowa State here. I, you know, the biggest thing for me, friend, is that. Did you just call me friend? Yep, <laughs> I did. What? The- I meant to say my friend. <laughs> I'm tired. I'm tired. Just back off. It, my friend, the biggest thing for me is, you know, Iowa State's played well in Norman under Campbell, but they've never had a team this young there. And a night game in Norman, I'm I'm really curious and cautious about how optimistic I can be with Iowa State going into this one. Last week gave me a sense of optimism with the offense, but mm-hmm. I also know that, man, Oklahoma State's really down. I think this could be a game... I'm really hoping Iowa State can keep it within like 14, 17 points. Build off of it, score some, right, where you can not feel like crap about yourself getting on that plane, and then it's on next week when TCU comes to town. That's kind of where I'm at with the Cyclones. All right, I can launch right into my kitchen refresh here. Yes. With my take on the Cyclones. I I, I just feel like this is house money week for Iowa State. No one expects anything. You could go in there, lose by 28, and it's really not going to change many minds. Everything to gain. Sooners have the Red River rivalry coming up. Now, I'm not saying they're going to be looking ahead because it is a night game and, you know, they haven't been a world beater of late. But I think this is a great opportunity for Iowa State because you have nothing to lose. Like, you, you you just won your first Big 12 game. Rocco Beck's looking really good. You've already had your horrible loss. I don't think what happens on Saturday, any kind of a loss, I don't think any kind of a loss on Saturday is really going to set the fan base back. So I think this is a perfect opportunity to just play, maybe throw in some trick plays, are you smelling your your eyelashes? No, I was picking one out. You I picked your one. eyelash, and then you went. No, I didn't. You did. Van Wink, we need to start getting like a DVR on this thing so you can play it back. <laughs> we I just wouldn't give him too point. much crap. You were just You're the most, talking like, a loogie into a napkin. Yeah, I I finish a point. I I'm, I'm I'm trying I'm talking and you're over there picking was, your eyelash. I had a loose eyelash and it was bothering me it. and I picked it out. Anywho, I'm just saying, I, I think that th- there's no expectations this week from Iowa State fans. That That's my take, and I think that's a great spot to be in. And there's more I, opportunity to make fans feel good going into the next game than to set anything back. Like, there was so much to lose against Ohio. Everything to lose. Like, you had to, you had to win that game. You had to win it. You didn't. It was horrible. Even if you would have won the game, it wouldn't have been that great. This is totally different. I just hope that Campbell stays true with this new offensive mentality. <laughs> Mike says he's gonna he's gonna create the gif of you smelling your eyelash. So we'll have that to look forward <laughs> Whatever. to. Whatever. You did. You did it. You can find worse things. You sick son of a bitch. You should be on that MTV. What was that MTV show where people did crazy <laughs> things? Like there was this one girl the woman that, was that ate her with, hair. Yeah, with pulling out her hair and eating the follicle. This is the second time in the history of two guys named Chris that you've brought up that episode. That it's show. really stuck with me. Who's the sick son of a bitch now? You sit around thinking about that. Well, you're the one smelling your eyelash. Shut up. Um, what? See, you keep interrupting me. I'm sorry. And then I'm I sorry. can't finish my points. I'm sorry. Go ahead. I hope Campbell 
doesn't revert back to, you know, go out there and there's 100,000 people and you've got all these freshmen playing on offense and be like, you know, it's easier just to run the ball and punt. Oh, God. I just hope they don't do that. See, that's what I'm saying. Like, do the opposite of that. Yes. There's nothing you need to do to try to, you know, like, oh, geez, let's keep this game close. Let's let's, let's make sure we don't lose by 50. No, come on. Oklahoma's a top 10 rush defense. You ain't going to run the ball on this team. No. I'm telling you that right now. You're not going to Sling that sucker around. Sling it yes. around. Let your defense, you know, th- this is not a good offense, okay? It's not. They've got talent. They're always going to have more talent than Iowa State. This is an opportunity. Defense, prove that you are as good as last season and as the last couple of years because defense was not good against Oklahoma State. But Oklahoma State has a better offense than Oklahoma. Van Wink, you want to jump in here? Yeah, look back at 2017, Williams. Yep. It's, a, it's a very similar setup. They're, they were 2-2 two and two going into mm-hmm. this game. Coming off a loss, I mean, it's a little different, but they're 2-2, two and two, a loss to Texas. Oh, that, that was the Jacob Park. That was the Bugle oh, game, God. right? You're, you're right, and I've heard this a couple times this week, and I don't disagree, Matt, with the setup. It's just like that team had a bunch of like juniors and seniors on it. Like this is mm-hmm. – mm-hmm. I mean, you look up and down Iowa State's. It's freshmen and sophomores. Like I just, I don't see it. I hope I'm wrong. But probably a better defense than 27. Yeah. Oh yeah. No doubt. Definitely a better defense. But I just, who knows? I I, d- I definitely think Rocco Becht is better than Kyle Kemp was, even now already. Mm-hmm. But he's not throwing to Alan Lazard, right? Like there's, you don't have Hakeem Butler walking through the door, right? What do they have? David Montgomery on that team, right? Like, so it's just, I don't know. Like, I see it. The setup, you're right. The one good thing for Iowa State is that Oklahoma gets Texas next week. Mm-hmm. It's a great spot. Yes. Definitely love and seeing that. I wouldn't put it past them to maybe do some things, Oklahoma, that is, to make Texas think. Whether that's holding some plays back, whether that's showing some things on tape to make Texas think, I, I, I wouldn't put that past them in this game. Because you know, I mean, they're not taking this game as seriously as the Texas game. They're just not. No, they're human beings. I mean, they they see Iowa State is oh, they're back to Iowa State. This is the last time we're playing them. We've lost to them what seven times ever. Did they play last year? Did Venables yeah, play? They did. Um, that was a bad turnover game. Iowa State would have been right in the game, but they had like three turnovers and. I think Iowa State outgained Oklahoma in that game. It was one of those maddening ones from that um, from that season. How many turn? How many Deckers threw? How many picks in that one, Matt? It wasn't good. I think he had two bad picks, and then they had a fumble, and yeah, they lost by fourteen. Three interceptions. Three picks. There threw you go. the ball fifty-seven times. Jeez. You know what? Averaging- That's what I want to see. I want to see that from Becht. If Becht throws the ball fifty-seven times, I like Iowa State's chances. This is phenomenal. Mike says he has an air raid siren in his Amazon cart. Buy that shit and take it to Jack Trice next week, Mike. Is that going to be the new Buy thing? Buy it. The air raid sirens? I've had a lot of people. People are asking me, Chris. People are talking about bringing air raid sirens to Jack Trice next, next week. Next week's going to be fun. Got the Jack Trice throwbacks to be in the too. stadium. You can't allow that. No, they you don't can't. even sell beer. You think they're going <laughs> to let somebody bring in an air raid siren? I told this to Bloom over the weekend. That's how it started with Leach. That's how the name came. What? At Valdosta State, when Mummy and Leach were there, one of the players' dads was like an old army vet or like whatever, and he had an air raid siren, and he started bringing it to games. And then they had to like, they banned him from bringing it to games, so the guy would set up across the street, and every time Valdosta State would score, he would just play this air raid siren. Really? Yeah. Huh. There you go, a little air raid history for you. Uh, my kitchen refresh segment, again, they're coming to do my consult tomorrow morning. Looking forward to that. Getting a new look to the kitchen. Keep rubbing hey, it in. I'm, I'm going to go opposite of you. I'm so tired of your negativity. Iowa fans, just enjoy it. Enjoy, enjoy what? Just enjoy the win tomorrow or Saturday. Williams, it's like you're going to go nine and three, ten and two for probably the last time in a while. Okay, just enjoy it. 
Because there's going to be a point in four years when you're looking back at this era and be like, man, we won nine games every year. Yes, but like... Just enjoy it. That's not the way I can. look back on 2015. I don't look back on it like, wow, that was amazing. I look back. You went on undefeated. This, they, they weren't that good because they didn't Who have gives to play a shit? Anybody. You went undefeated. Just Williams, take it. I you like couldn't control it. I, I li- unlike you, I like competition. I, I like beating the I like playing the best. I like beating the best. And well, Iowa can't do that. Something but, tells me if it keeps up like this, you're going to be getting beat by the best a lot. So enjoy beating up on these teams but while that you is can. The, I, I want a proper measuring stick. And this schedule is not a measuring stick. It's not well, a Well, you got that stick. last week, so go back down to your level now. Okay? I am, and that's what I'm saying. I am <laughs> at that level. Just and, enjoy it. For, you've got one more year of this, and then you worry about it. I don't. I personally don't know. What would you think? What are the chances Kirk Ferentz is the coach next year? <clears throat> Honestly, is it sixty forty? What will we put at that rest right now? I would put it at seventy five percent. He's back next year. Okay, a little higher than me, but yeah, and that's higher than than I would have gone earlier this season because I and I have no inside information. None. Neither I'm basing of us it do. off of if Kirk Ferentz retires after this season, what does that mean for Brian Ferentz? The only way Brian Ferentz keeps getting that kind of paycheck, gets to be in that kind of position, is if Kirk Ferentz stays. If he leaves, that effectively ends Brian Ferentz's career. Like, he will have to go to the very bottom. Like, maybe he can come on as some kind of, you know, analyst behind the scenes for the Patriots or at some other program where he doesn't really have a hand in anything and he's making, you know, 100000 a year or whatever. I, I think that, I really do think that that has to weigh into Kirk Ferentz's decision and that might keep him at Iowa longer to elongate Brian Ferentz's career. It's his son. Like, what wouldn't you do for your child? Wipe Elise's ass all the time, multiple times a day. <laughs> I mean, you're late to the podcast for your children. The yeah. least Kirk Ferentz can do is extend his son's career. That's I, Honestly. All I'm saying is, and I, I somewhat agree with Isaac here, I wouldn't go this far because never is strong. Like, I never thought that Clemson would be where it is right now. He says, I was never going to be Ohio State, Michigan, or Penn State. Enjoy winning all these games. I think you can have seasons like that. I don't think Iowa can be like this perennial power. No. Like those but, schools. But we've, Kirk Ferentz used to regularly beat the best teams in the conference. And at the very least, always compete with these teams. The first 15 years of the the Kirk Ferentz tenure, first uh, well, more like twenty years, they they rarely ever got embarrassed in a game. Like it was once in a blue moon. It was a random. Yeah, times have changed. You, you go to Arizona State on the West Coast in a non-conference game, and you just have a stinker. Now it's every time they're playing a really good team. It's every time, and it's not like. It's not like they're losing by 14. I mean, I'm just these saying, are total, these you, are national embarrassments. Enjoy the wins. Just enjoy the wins as much as you can. That's Look, my kitchen refresh. I'm segment. a glass half empty guy. I, I just am. <laughs> I'm a realist. I'm sorry. I'm an life. Iowa State fan, okay? It's like, I never, I always reference it, but it was the year two years ago, my last year on KXNO, and y'all were 10 and 2, and it was like a goddamn funeral every Monday. It's like, how do you people wake up in the morning? Like, you're so negative. Williams, that, okay, so that year, they, 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 were, they rose to number two in the country. And then. Which you they, were never the second best no, team in the country. No. Everybody knew but that. But then they, tot- they, you know, they totally fell apart, got smoked at home by Purdue, a Purdue team that wasn't that good, and limped the rest of the way home. And then what happened in the Big Ten Championship game? You get absolutely embarrassed again on a national stage by Michigan. You're not at that level, but you can play with these teams. Just beat them up while you can. I'm telling you, next year, you got to play Lincoln Riley. You got to, you know, 
Just enjoy it while you can. That's what I'm trying to tell you guys. Just just sit back and have a cocktail and enjoy beating the shit out of a bad Michigan State team. I don't enjoy And then you call into Ross and inferior. Travis after the game and bitch to them. <laughs> oh, I'm sorry. I maybe maybe you know Iowa reels off a few wins in a row and the offense starts to look better and it's going to look better. I promise you it will look better on Saturday. The, well, I mean, it's going to look better than it did against Penn State, but yeah, like it will look let's better. Let's be honest. Did it look did it look good the first 3 weeks of the season with those wins? No. Well, and this is where I'm but at I with didn't Iowa. I hold State. it against them because like, they were winning the games. Oklahoma State sucks. It's the worst team in the Big 12. The yeah. era, that was really fun. Everybody had a really good time on Saturday. But I'm not like all but in on this going into Norman. Like, you're let's, also, let's wait and see. You're also Iowa State. You have different expectations than Iowa does. You just do. It's yeah, different. It, because you somehow lost, you, you... You played people, a road game at Ohio and lost. You, you guys expect to go... What are, you, what are your expectations if 10-2 and two isn't good enough as an Iowa No, fan? no, no. So it's not that 10-2 and two isn't good enough. It's not. It's my expectation. Here's what I want from Iowa. I want them to be able to look like they belong on the same field with a Penn State, with a Michigan, with an Ohio State. I'm not I'm not asking for a Big 10 championship. I'm not. I'm asking for some good wins, okay? Like give me some good wins. It is give me a, there is give a me a win against a good team. There is a psychological aspect of this too, like that uh, how much weight offense carries because, like, well, yeah, look I, but, at last look week at, with Iowa State. We all go out to the parking lot after, yeah, yeah. air raid. It's, yeah, it's more and fun. You're one of the worst defensive performances in the last five years by them. That that reminds me. I, I just had a dream. This is really weird. I just remember this. I had a dream that I was somewhere with the McCaffreys. Oh, my God. Fran, Margaret. A nightmare. And um, was it a, did you wake up in cold sweats? Fran, Margaret, was Fran yelling at you. It was one of the one of the sons, and uh, and I said, you know what? You guys might not win every game, but at least it's fun to watch. It, you know, at least you guys are going up and down the floor. At least Fran's yelling at the officials. You know, at least it's interesting. Like last week, the Iowa football game was not interesting at all, and they win more than you guys. I'm sure that went over. But you know what? You guys no, and and they're like, you know, we I really appreciate that, Chris. (laughs) Okay, we clearly know it was a dream. It was a dream. (laughs) It was. (laughs) If it was that cordial between you and the McCaffreys, then I'm sure it was a dream. Uh, Connor's in the background flipping you off, like (laughs) strangling me with a placenta. Nicholas says it's like an episode of Bizarro World from Seinfeld. Yeah. That's really weird that I... I was I watching one the other night, and we'll get into our top three games. we got to get moving. Wow. The, um, where Kramer to get to. fell asleep on the roof, buttering his skin. Oh, yeah. And Newman wanted to eat him. It uh, doesn't ever get old. <laughs> That's good stuff. All right, top three games of the weekend. we got to hustle here. Hassel, okay. you go first. Oh, you want me to go first? Okay. Sure. Van Wink, pull it up. All right, Michigan at Nebraska. Number two, Michigan, seventeen point favorite at Nebraska. I just, I just, I don't know why. I just feel like this could be an interesting game. I feel like I'm this with could you, be bro. Tighter than we think. I'm with Nebraska you. Nebraska has played a a tougher schedule than Michigan. Like Michigan has not looked very good. They haven't. They've won every game, but how have they looked? Not very good. I mean, maybe this is the game that they finally break out. But I, I just I just have a feeling. I just have a feeling that this could be interesting going to the fourth quarter. So 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 that's my that's one of my three games. Up next, this this matchup is always fun. Texas AM, Arkansas. And I think they're playing this at Jerry World again. They usually do. Texas AM is favored by six and a half. Wegman got knocked out last week, but they notched a win over Auburn. You go back, you look at this series, and it's just so many overtime games, just wild finishes. It's always interesting when A&M and Arkansas come together. And then my number one game is the game I'm going to be at, Notre Dame at Duke. 
Notre Dame. Notre Dame coming off. I think it's one of the most heartbreaking losses in Notre Dame history. It really is. How are they going to respond after they only had 10 guys on the field on the last two plays of the game in a loss to Ohio State, a game that you had? You had that game. Notre Dame. Lou Holtz is still pissed off. <laughs> Notre Dame. Now they got to go to Duke. And that play, the place is sold out. I know you didn't believe it, but they only have 40,000 no, seats. I'm fired up for you. That. I like these cool, like, that's why I'm, like, psyched for Friday night's game with uh, Utah and Oregon. I like these towns that aren't, like, football powerhouses when they get all amped up like you're going to get in Durham. Oh, oh, uh, Mr. Holtz is here. To Is he going to give us some commentary on Notre Dame at Duke? So I'm going to be in the broadcast booth with Mike Golick, Jr., and it's going to be a Notre Dame national broadcast on Learfield College Football Saturday night. I tell you what, we would have won that game last week had we had more than 10 players on the field. We're playing this program this week. We, we don't even need an 11th man on the field. We could play the whole game with 10 players on the field. This is the Duke football. Are you kidding me? They didn't even have a football program when I was the head coach. They didn't, but this is what this is, okay? This is touchdown Jesus versus the devil. This is a fight for our eternal souls. And, and Notre Dame isn't going to back down because we're going to be more physical than the devil. Jesus Christ was way more physical than the devil. What have you ever seen the devil do physically? You just see pictures of him, right? I mean, Jesus Christ, he was carrying that cross. I mean, my God, he was, he, was, he was touching people and curing blindness and all that. What the hell has the devil ever done? He ain't done shit. So, Lou, you're doing play-by-play on Saturday night? Yes. Uh, it's going to be me and Mike Golick in the booth, and I'm going to call those players an I-formation backfield. Here's the snap. Hartman drops back to pass. He throws that thing down the field. Oh, Jesus Christ, what a catch. What a fucking catch, man. Inside the 20, that's a touchdown. No lame. Let's celebrate with some placenta steak. <laughs> I got a lot of uh, people saying the only thing that our skit was missing was Lou Holtz saying placenta. Uh, and this so, is spitting so all over is. the camera. Uh, you know what? When, what, you know, when, when, when we had our children, Skip, and everybody else, the, the doctor wouldn't even let us in the delivery room. Now you got these kids out there. They're in there. They're down there. They're, they're, it's like they're waiting for a football to come out so they can catch it before it hits the ground. That thing squirts out. This, I mean, my God, my grandson just had a kid. He had that thing squirt out on him. He bit the umbilical cord. He chopped that placenta up right away. I mean, this is crazy stuff these days. All right, that's enough. Is that Golic Jr.? Golic, it is. Look at, wow, look at man. God, He's lost a lot of guy. weight. All right, there's Hassel's three games of the week. Dr. Lou. The, Real quick, the best thing ESPN's ever done in the illustrious history of ESPN, the Dr. Lou segment. Oh, my God. When he'd Is that go when up he would give, give the, the pep talks to the teams yeah. before Dr. the game? Dr. Lou! Remember, and he, he would just, and he would act like he was the coach of the team. Yes. Pre-game. Oh, my God. And then they did that, like, night court thing with him and Mark May. I loved Lou Holtz. That was in the like prime era, man. Where we, that was before, like the NFL had. He was in the booth for a while. Do you remember that? He was on the Thursday night broadcast. Holtz was. Oh my! God. Was he really? Yeah, I don't remember that. I mean, I, I remember oh. all the Saturday stuff. In, he was in studio. so. I loved it. I'm here to be entertained. Lou Holtz entertains me. I, we need Lou. more Lou Holtz. Uh-oh. Even it. I'm sure you're asking, what qualifications do I have to be called doctor? Well, I did graduate in the lower half of my high school class, and it was a rather stupid class overall. I have written three New York Times bestseller. The only person in the world who's written more books than he's read. I have four honorary doctor degree, and my mother loves me. With those qualifications, let's go to... I love this guy. 
Do you think I could get him on CW Pod and do like a sit down with him? Do you think I could I, get him? I bet you could. See I, if well, Golik has a connection for me. You definitely could have a couple weeks ago. But yeah, now before I, I all of this. I feel like he's like back. He, you know, everybody wants him now. He, like McAfee should have him on every single week. Yeah, it should be. And a he should pick a ongoing. team to just bury. Pick a team to go after and bury, and that would be a great <laughs> segment. I love it. It's so good. I loved Where, his like comeback too. Your, your Ryan Day was incredible, by the way. <laughs> the, the makeup that you had, God, that was funny. Well, the editing to that, Matt. I give Matt most of the credit for that whole thing because you have to like. Just us doing that's one thing. You got to make it look good. But dude, that thing has gone nuts, too. We've gotten well over a million views across all of social media. And it started getting tossed around by Ohio State fans. Lou Holtz tried to man in the pollock. <laughs> oh, dude. that soft-ass Ryan Day. Hey, hey, my kids and my football program. No, we're not going to sit through this whole thing, are we? We can't do No. That. I got to get to my top three. Good job on that, Matt. Hey, what, what what is Nick asking? If I color my hair, what are you talking about? I, I've got I don't color my hair. I've got grays in here, man. Just I've got a little shut, salt and pepper going on. Just shave it all off, buddy. Uh, I got Utah at Oregon State. I mean, this one speaks for itself. Two top twenty-five teams, two undefeateds, and it's on Great. Friday. Yep, Friday night standalone. Uh, and this is uh, there's actually I think BYU and Cincinnati play, so there's a Big Twelve game on Friday night too. Weird saying Big 12, but mm-hmm. uh, this is, uh, I mean, Utah's looking at like a playoff contender if they can win this, but they're a three-point favorite. And they haven't favorite. even had Cam Rising yet. Wait, is that is that line right? Um, I, I thought Oregon State was, Oregon State was is favored, right? Are you, are you sure? I thought As of yesterday, us. Oregon State was a three-point favorite. Okay, right. Matt, that's my Matt, will, Matt will double. Okay, it's but three it, and a half it, now. It, it's three and a half, Oregon State. Don't know yet if Cam Rising is going to come back and play. That's the scary thing. Like Utah's been kicking They're everybody's good, ass dude. without Cam Rising. It was one of my favorite bets in the preseason was there over. It's looking looking sweet what was right it at? now. Eight and a half. Mm, yeah. They're going over. Or yeah. Uh Kansas at Texas. I'm on the wreck. I think Texas is gonna blow them out, but what if they don't? <laughs> you know, this is this is one of those deals where like everybody's kind of anointed Texas and Oklahoma at the top of the Big Twelve. What if they don't? Right, like I'm we're, surprised we're, the line is as big as it is. Well, you know, Bama hasn't been great. You know, you you start to look at uh, you know Texas hangs around with Wyoming. Bay, Baylor sucks. That's what I'm saying. I yeah. I thought this would be more like a 13 and a half. Instead, it was 17. Now 16 and a half. Yeah, it's a lot of points. Just just interesting. But that tells me, me that tell that the point spread tells me that Texas, Texas may just blow them out. I would agree. And then LSU at Ole Miss, and you know the big thing here is LSU already has a loss. This losing this game, Chris, would have essentially knocked them out of the college football playoff. I would think. I disagree. Interesting. Okay. Well, I think they could lose this game. The SEC is just not as good this year. But, That's but, the thing. But, hear me out. Okay. The one loss is non-conference. They're already two and zero in the SEC. Lose this game, and they still could win out. Win the division, go and play Georgia in the SEC championship game. If you win that, if you're eleven and two as the SEC champion, you're in. Okay. Just, now, if they lose this game, I don't see any way they they win the rest of them. I mean, you lose to Ole Miss, I no huge. I'm just saying, I don't think it would. I don't think it would. I've I've been to this them. game. Have you really? Ox- You've been yeah, to went, LSU, Ole Miss. Yeah, in Oxford before. In the Grove. Yeah. How'd you, yeah, I went to this. Why? Uh, me and buddies like to just do a random college football trip when we can, and this game is huh. a huge rivalry. They hate LSU like they hate Mississippi State there. Hmm. Yeah. And coming off a stinker last week, a lot of people thought, me included, that Ole Miss yep. was going to beat Alabama. Didn't happen. So massive game there for, for that Ole Miss team. And again, I, I just think that SEC, like their non-conference strength is down. Like SEC's definitely down. So there, this there's is no question about there's it. There's just less margin for error for these two loss SEC teams to get into the playoff. Uh, do I you agree, have any? If you win the SEC with two losses, you're getting in. Do you have any opinion on real quick the USC Colorado? I feel like Colorado could cover this. I feel like it's a better matchup for them than Oregon was, but. For, for, 
I agree with you on that because Oregon is is just much more complete than USC. Yes. USC does not have a defense. Like Colorado can score in this game, and they could not last week. They just had no chance. So I, I think they could put up some points, but God, Caleb Williams is just going to tear him apart. I would agree. And that, that USC offense, for as bad as the defense is, the offense is just a blast to watch. Mm-hmm. I love watching them play. All right, let's do our Circa picks for the weekend. For our Survivor, this was the easiest choice we have made. We are yeah. one of like 2,000 teams left, Chris, in Circa Survivor. Of- like 6,000, 7,000. Okay. So, yeah, we're going we're with right the Bang there. Bang Niner game, gang. And the, the reason this was so easy, and it's not just... It's not just that they're a 14-point favorite this week against the Cardinals. It's look at San Francisco's schedule coming up, and they also have a bye coming up. Like, I don't think we would have touched the 49ers the next five, six, maybe seven weeks. So might as well use them now. That says week three. We're actually might, week four. Might, right? Sorry, I'll change it. Yep. Might be without Debo. Who cares? It's a questionable, but I should be an easy win. My, we'll my take on it too is just there's no way the Cardinals are beating the Cowboys and 49ers in back to back weeks as no, 12 to 14 no. point underdogs. Like the chances of that are so slim. And I'm I try not to overthink Survivor. We yeah. we flirted you just can't with overthink it. This one, yeah, just survive. Literally we had the, the Seahawks name of the game. last week. That was uh, you know it was a one possession game at one point in the fourth quarter, but never really in doubt. I didn't think anyway. And we're still in decent shape as far as the teams we've taken and, and who we have left. Who have we, we taken? Have, took the Bills. We took the um, Seahawks. Bills, Seahawks, Seahawks, now the 49ers. Who's the other team we took? Com- who did we take in week did you take one? the Commanders? I'll no. go back and look. Yeah, Matt, go back and look. We'll do our Circa Millions here um, as far as our picks go. We're 7-7-1. Seven, seven, and one, No, we're not. Which, we have two ties. Remember? Yeah, Matt's got a record screwed what up. What in the right. hell, Matt? No, See, this is what no. I'm saying. Circa had, you, did you, not have heads. anybody with two ties. No, I went... You were wrong. You okay. were wrong. I went in and looked at the actual standings. So so what are we? Send me the right one. I sent it to you so, earlier this week, So we're Chris. six, seven, and two. Right? Yes. Okay. But we, we have had back-to-back winning weeks. We had a tough yes. start. One and four start, but back-to-back yeah. winning weeks, and away we go. We're going to take the Rams... Plus one this week. Where are they at again? I gotta pull this thing up. The L.A. Rams are. God damn it! What, Here, the Vikings what, are at Carolina. Pathetic. This is a the pathetic Vi- showing by us. At the Car- Vikings what? are minus four at Carolina. Bryce Young is back. We're just banking on the Vikings not being as bad as they are because of all these Vikings turnovers. Are gonna win a game. They're gonna and win this thing game. has to even out at some yeah. point, right? Let's just I hope mean, they it, win it by more than three. Well, and I hate the Vikings. That's the thing. Like, they're my favorite team, and I hate their guts. And if I keep betting on them, like, because normally I bet against them. Van Wink, who are the Rams playing? We've got the Jags over the Falcons at minus three. I'll pull it up. I have all of them in front of me right now. We have the Rams Bills. At the, at the Colts. Colts, that's right. Yeah. yeah. We've got uh, the, Anthony the Colts. Richardson are, was still in concussion protocol. Yeah, yesterday. and the Colts are, they're... They're inflated now because they've won some of these games, so it's a good it's a good value to jump on the Rams at this point as a one point underdog. I uh, we're going with the Jags minus three. This was one of your picks. I love you really, this one. I love the Jags minus three over there in uh, in London, and they're I good thought. in London too. They have like this great record, and because they always get placed over there because their fan base sucks. I think you're wrong on that, but um, no, they do. I I heard it this uh, week. I think you heard wrong. I, I'm pretty sure they have a losing record over there, but they've been terrible, so it makes sense. I, I'm all about the number. I don't care if they win the game. I'm all about Oh, you're talking about how they are against the spread. Yeah, that's all I care okay. about. Well, look at Van Wink, give... real time, updating the record, 6-7-2. and two. Here we go. <laughs> See, this is the Van Wink that we know and love. You know, We've got the Bills, minus three. We are fading the hot team, the Dolphins, that everybody's going to be on. Yeah, you're coming off 70 points. Bills are just kind of under the radar after they lost week one. They've been really good the last two weeks. They just killed the Commanders last week. I, I think this is a statement game for them. Eagles coming back home. They look really good right now. Uh, we're taking them minus eight over the Commanders. We have too many favorites. You know yeah. me, I like to play the underdogs. I don't like having four favorites, but that's what we ended up on. Mm-hmm. 
So let's get after it. I I kind of wanted to go ugly this week. I I could see this week where like, you know, like the Jets, like the the Chiefs have had like Travis Kelsey and Taylor Swift, you know, all that oh, shit going on. Crazy. I was really hoping we would get through. We got through Mahomes an hour ankle. and four minutes without mentioning Taylor Swift. I, I'm not a Swifty. I'm I'm not a Swifty. I just I'm so, I'm so sick of it. I wanted to take the Bears at plus three and a half just to really live dangerously. No. I just, just really let it all hang out. I mean, that is living dangerously. But you really want to ride with the Bears, all the negative energy that's going to be in that stadium? <laughs> You're right. One bad thing happens and everybody's booing their team. <laughs> well, there you go. Yes. There's our Circa Million plays for the week. Luke, well, you, you when you head to Durham, the start of the show, because Luke's you, asking why I have the, the cold brew this morning. It's, you know, the wife is gone. Are you flying to Raleigh or Charlotte? I'm flying to Raleigh. And then it's about 15 minutes from there. Yeah. It's nice. I've never been. I've been to Raleigh. I've uh, been in that area, but I've never been to actual Durham. It is crazy how close all those schools are. Like, it, it's a... It is, yeah. It's hard to really fathom Old until you've been in the area. Road. And then Wake Forest is just up the road, too. They're not that far away. Um, well, Winston-Salem, they are far away. Well, a couple Sorry hours. To break it to you. Van Wink, why don't you pull up the map of uh, North Carolina and show our good friend Chris here how it's far not away that far. Wake Forest is from Raleigh and Tobacco Road. See how fast Tyler, the Bears are not minus three. It's plus three and a half. Yeah, don't call it the pick right, dumb when there, you don't Van even know Wink. the facts. Zoom in there, Fanwink. Okay, you got Raleigh over there on the right. Okay? You got Raleigh on the right, and then you got to drive through. You got to go up through Durham and then go over through Greensboro and then way on the left. Keep going. Keep going. There's Winston-Salem way on the left there. It's not not really close, you idiot. Greensboro is a terrible town. I'll never go back there. to To go back and look at the tape of you picking your eyelash and smelling it earlier. My mom sent me a text. She said, maybe he just likes smelling things. Like smelling a cup before you pour something in it. I do that. Thank you, Chris. My mom, mom smells her cup before she pours it. Just to make sure, like, I don't know, if someone didn't have any placenta in there and didn't wash it. Have a great weekend, everybody. Listen to Chris on Saturday night. Probably won't have much of an Iowa audience. Sorry to tell you, fellow, with the Hawks and the Clones playing. At the yeah, same I know. Time. My dad was like, "Yeah, I listen to you all the time, but uh, I'm probably not going to have you up on the TV with the Iowa playing Michigan State." How, how poor NBC! My God, last week they get Notre Dame, Ohio State. This week it's Michigan State at Iowa for the NBC night game. Jesus. Appreciate you all watching, live, listening on the Iowa Everywhere podcast. We've got uh, legends and listeners that will be posted later today as well. All right, let's go. Have a great weekend. Iowa Everywhere.